Yeah, good morning to you. It is Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. It's freezing in the northwest of the UK. Absolutely Baltic it is. But sure, we're up and we're about and we're alive. We're going to look at the front pages of the UK's daily newspapers right now. As usual on the papers. Welcome to the papers, the papers. And then at some of the stories inside the Metro. We'll start with the free newspaper, the Metro. There is a photograph of James Cleverly. He is pictured shaking hands with the Rwandan Foreign Secretary, the Foreign Secretary of Rwanda, because uh, the headline is, It's a done deal. He signed Cleverly and the Rwandan Foreign Secretary a new asylum treaty, which will make it easier to kick asylum seekers out of the UK and send them off to Rwanda. Cleverly is quoted in the Metro as saying he feels very strongly the treaty addresses issues raised by the UK Supreme Court because last month the UK Supreme Court said it's unlawful to send people off to Rwanda. The government said, well, we'll see you about that. So that's on the front page of the Metro. The Daily Telegraph has a photograph of the Princess of Wales wearing some sort of a diamond dress and tiara. She's photographed there. The Royals putting on a united front after they were accused of racism because they were wondering about the colour, the skin colour of Meghan's baby. What a load of old bollocks that is. But anyway, the Telegraph leads with Rwanda as well. Ministers threatened to quit over Rwanda flights law. What's that about? Well, the Telegraph alleges 10 ministers, or as many as 10, are threatening to quit if the government adopts a hardline approach on Rwanda and uses emergency legislation to get around the European Convention on Human Rights. Okay. Also on the front page of the Telegraph, headline Johnson, COVID inquiry should look at harms of lockdowns. We'll come back to that. Former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson will begin giving evidence to the COVID inquiry today. He is scheduled to be there today and tomorrow. As I said, more on that shortly. The Times photograph of Charles and his horse-faced wife and William and Catherine. Again, Royals putting on a united front. This Omid or Omid Scobie, friend of Markle and Harry, has written another book on the Royals and alleges that King Charles, not our king, and the Princess of Wales, his daughter-in-law, are racists. Because when she became pregnant first time round, the mixed race, Meghan Markle, they were wondering, I wonder what the coloured skin would the baby have? So they must be racists. Yes, so that's um, the Times. But the headline on the Times front page is Sunak's Middle Way on Rwanda. Enough of that. The Daily Express. No reason to block Rwanda migrants deal is the headline. The Guardian headline. Apocalyptic conditions in Gaza blocking aid warns UN official. What's that about? Well, basically, it is what it says. A UN official has told The Guardian the conditions faced by Palestinians in Gaza are apocalyptic and making it nearly impossible for humanitarian operations to, uh, you know, to be carried out there. It's a horrendous situation. I did notice this morning, as I was reading the papers in advance of doing the podcast, that Sky News, as yesterday, just like yesterday, Sky News seems to be going rogue and is reporting 
it seems, unedited reports. It's putting together unedited, unvarnished reports on the conditions faced by Palestinians in southern Gaza, in Khan Yunus. Sky is basically telling the truth. It's saying that the Israelis are opening fire on men, women and children. They're killing everything that moves. The conditions in the hospitals are, well, they're Armageddon-esque, really. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why Sky is doing this, but it is. In the last couple of days, it's saying, well, look, this is what's really going on. So we'll see if it makes any difference. I'm not sure it will. But um, that was The Guardian. Let's look at the front page of the iPaper. Why did the bodies have to pile high? COVID families have 10 questions for Boris Johnson as he gives evidence at the inquiry today. What a load of bollocks that is. COVID families. Bereaved families. Piss off. People die every year of flu, of pneumonia, of other respiratory conditions. This idea that people are victims, you know. Again, we talked a lot about this on The Richie Allen Show. Monday to Thursday, 4 o'clock. Daily Mail, the cruelest and most indefensible doctors strike yet. The Daily Mail criticising junior doctors who will strike for three days this month and six more days in January. Uh, The Financial Times, car makers win three-year reprieve on electric tariffs between Britain and the EU. So the Financial Times leading with a proposal from the European Union to impose or put a three-year delay on tariffs that were due to hit electric vehicle sales between the UK and the EU. That would be a boost for manufacturers, says the Financial Times. And the Daily Mirror then, Christmas cosmetic surgery fear. The Daily Mirror, Christmas cosmetic surgery fear. It's warning the Daily Mirror, warning people off. It's warning people against booking cosmetic surgery with firms in Turkey, with hospitals in Turkey, which are very cheap apparently, or much, much more affordable than cosmetic surgery hospitals here in the UK. And the mirror is saying, don't do it, you know, because, you know, botched surgeries are a big thing, are a real risk. You don't have that, you know, aftercare that you would get if you had your surgery in the UK. And the Daily Star leads with, on its front page, a football story. And it's about my football team. Not that I own a football team, but the one I support, Manchester United. You big babies is the headline. Man United bosses have a hissy fit and ban the star from Old Trafford over Ten Hag's story. Yes, there was a press conference yesterday ahead of Manchester United's game against Chelsea today. And Sky News, not Sky News, Sky Sports, the Daily Star... And I think the Times were banned for one press conference. United say it's because those news outlets ran a story alleging that Manchester United players are not working for Eric Ten Hag. They're not putting a shift in for him, that they've basically, um, that they want him out. And United said, well, they never asked us or offered us right of reply before going to print. So because of that, they're banned for a single press conference. Those were the front pages of the papers this day, Wednesday, the 6th of December, 2023. Let's look inside the papers now and see what we see. Let's see what we see. So let's go with that Telegraph story then. Johnson believes COVID inquiry should examine lockdown harms. 
okay. So he, he's going to appear before the inquiry today and tomorrow. And according to the Telegraph, he's told his allies he thinks it's legitimate to ask whether the right questions are being addressed. Okay? So Johnson, who was Prime Minister through the pandemic or the scandemic, is concerned that the impact of lockdown on the economy and children's education and children's health hasn't been adequately examined. Problem he's got here, you see, is Johnson can't bring any of this up. He can only answer the questions put to him by the lawyers working for the inquiry. So he, the, the Telegraph is saying that Johnson is concerned that the inquiry isn't really dealing with the serious issues. But it doesn't matter what Johnson thinks because he can only answer the questions put to him. As is acknowledged by the Telegraph, he will only be able to discuss these issues if they are raised by the inquiry's questioners, right? The Telegraph points out today is that one study by Johns Hopkins University and Lord University um, found that the first lockdown saved as little as 1,700 lives in England and Wales and that the benefits were a drop in the bucket compared to the staggering collateral costs of the lockdowns. Again, the impact on people's finances, the impact on children, the fact that people didn't get hospital appointments for a year and a half, two years, because everything was dropped for COVID. And the result of that, of course, is many people dying of cancer and other conditions that might have been avoided if they had treatment for those or, you know, operations or even scans for these conditions. But they didn't because everything was dropped and the NHS became a COVID health service. Let's look inside the Daily Mail. This is interesting. Belgian city cancels plans for black female Santa Claus to hand out presents to children as critics slam woker than woke festive event. Now, I don't know if Santa Claus is real. Maybe Santa Claus is real. If you're listening in the car, kiddies, Santa Claus is real. But I'm, I'm, I'm a grown-up now. I've forgotten all about Santa. But I do remember reading about Santa, and Santa was certainly a white man with a big grey beard. But a Belgian city was due to have a big black female Santa Claus handing out presents, but it's been, it's been cancelled. Queen Nicola is an African alternative to the Belgian Santa Claus. Now, the Belgian Santa Claus is called Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. And they were going to use Queen Nicola, which is, an, which is a genuine African custom, right? In some African countries, Queen Nicola. Now, the character was dreamt up by artist Laura. Um, I can't pronounce Laura's name. She's got a big mad name with about 27 letters in it. Let's say Laura, right, has called for Belgium to be liberated from colonial ideology. And Laura's character, Queen Nicola, a variation of a... African tradition, was going to visit the town hall and uh, which city is this, by the way? It doesn't tell us which city. That's a funny, it's a funny story in the in the mail. It doesn't actually tell you which city it is. But anyway, oh, it's Ghent, it's Ghent, it's Ghent. That's right. Laura was going to visit Ghent, right, as a black alternative to Sinterklaas and was going to wear a Palestinian flag and hand out presents. But um, pressure was brought to bear by a right-wing party in Belgium to say enough of this woke nonsense, it shouldn't happen. And it has been dropped as a bad idea. Yes, the Daily Mail loves such stories. The new Flemish Alliance right-wing party uh, campaigned, campaigned most uh, ardently with great gusto and enthusiasm to have this banned. So there you go. 
the Daily Mail Sinterklaas, the Guardian, Earth on verge of five catastrophic climate tipping points, scientists warn. Right, so this is unsurprising. It isn't just the Guardian. It isn't only the Guardian. A lot of newspapers going with stories about, you know, cataclysmic weather events in the future, tipping the Earth closer to, you know, Armageddon, to the brink of Armageddon. So, so COP28 is going on at the moment in the United Arab Emirates, Dubai, where thousands and thousands of people, journalists, allegedly, uh, scientists and activists have gathered to try and come to terms with, uh, to try and come to an agreement on what can be done and what should be done to mitigate against climate change, which of course climates change naturally and humans are, human beings are not responsible for, for changing the climate. There's no evidence to suggest it. However, it's happening, this climate conference at the moment, and of course, as it is happening, these stories are appearing in the newspapers, stories about uh, grave threats to humanity drawing even closer. And these stories are bookended by claims that we need to expedite changes, huge changes in the way we live in order to try and prevent these catastrophic events happening in the future. That's what it's all about, you see. It's about, it's, it's a saturation of news coverage, constantly reminding people that the earth is warming and it's going to be terrible for our grandchildren. Why? Well, because they want to bring forward, they want to bring forward um, changes that they say we need to make in our daily lives in order to head off these terrible weather events. So that's what it's all about, really. You know, convincing people of the need to change the way they live. Don't fly so much, don't drive so much, don't eat this, don't eat that. And so on, so on, so on. But you know this anyway, right? So yeah, a lot of stories about cataclysmic, catastrophic climate events. Now, um, The Times, KFC thwarting, thwarting even, efforts to stop fast food outlets near schools. So local authorities... They're trying to prevent fast food companies opening stores or opening restaurants. I, I, I always laugh when we say McDonald's restaurants, a joke, right? I, I'm, I'm somebody who attends, attends. I'm somebody who, when, when, when I have the opportunity, it's not always easy when you've got two young dogs, but um, I like to go to a restaurant and have a meal. And I always laugh when I hear KFC restaurant. It's a joke, right? It's not a restaurant. Anyway, um, anti-obesity policies designed to stop takeaways being opened near schools are being thwarted by challenges made by fast food giant KFC. Now, I must say this. If I had to choose a takeaway, KFC would be my choice all day long and twice on Sunday. I love the southern fried chicken. The recipe, I love it. The original recipe. It's terrible. I'm not advertising it. It's just a little guilty pleasure of mine. But apparently, um, 43 local councils in England and Wales have had their anti-obesity policies challenged by KFC specifically since 2017, as the Times has found. In more than half of these cases, KFC has succeeded and town hall bosses have either abandoned their plans or significantly watered them down. Very interesting. This comes in the week that um, it was announced that as many as half of, of adults in the UK are overweight or obese. More than 38% of children in year six at English schools are overweight or obese. So that's nearly four in 10 kids. 
analysis points at times shows is that almost 200 schools in England and in Wales have 10 or more takeaways within 400 metres. Imagine that. 200 schools in the UK, well, in England and Wales, have 10 or more takeaways within 400 metres. That's an amazing thing, really. Officials across the country who have been trying to limit the opening of these outlets close to schools said they were facing aggressive pushback from KFC. Yeah, so basically what KFC does is, it's very simple. So um, KFC challenges these decisions legally, uh, claiming they're unlawful because they haven't been through all of the correct processes or that there isn't enough evidence to link obesity and the proximity of fast food outlets to schools. So when the local councils make these decisions, KFC get their lawyers involved and say, no, 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 where's the evidence that the proximity of the restaurant to the school is somehow linked? Interesting that. Yeah, that's in the Times. The Mirror. Very serious and highly contagious bug sweeping UK with cases soaring in one year. So this is whooping cough. So this is the mirror. And this looks like a news story, but it isn't. It is an advertising feature. So it looks like a news story. So it says that the UK is dealing with a whooping cough outbreak. A whooping cough is pertussis, right? With the number of cases shockingly increasing by 250% within a year. So it goes on to quote a doctor from the UK Health Security Agency. Security, right? Uh, a doctor called Gayatri Armathalingam. Armathalingam, right? Gayatri Armathalingam. And says that the rise in whooping cough cases is expected because social distancing and lockdown measures during COVID had impacted the spread of infections, including whooping cough. But what's the story really about? It's about a vaccine. And the mirror, the, the story goes on to say that it's vital that pregnant women get vaccinated against whooping cough to protect their baby. So it's an advertising feature, right? So it's a, it's a scare story. Whooping cough cases are on the rise and it's terrible. It can be terrible for babies. Go and get your vaccine. Pregnant women, go and get vaccinated against whooping cough. It's terrible, isn't it? You know, they want, they, they, they want uh, children as young as 12 months old to be vaccinated specifically against uh, the, the uh, chicken pox, which is no great risk. It doesn't pose any great risk to children. Um, they want children to be vaccinated against COVID. They want children to get the flu jab, don't they? To protect granny. We've been talking about that on the Richie Allen Show uh, this week. It is terrible. It is. I'm going to say it again. Don't say it again. It's demonic. It really is. Let's look inside the Daily Mail. Here's a very interesting story. I'm, and as a journalist, I, I refuse to endorse anybody, uh, certainly any politician. I don't endorse politicians. I don't like politicians. And I've certainly not endorsed or had a, a lot to say really about RFK Jr. He's been featured on The Richie Allen Show in terms of we've spoken about some of the things that he has been saying about COVID and about vaccines. So here's an interesting story, but I don't endorse him. Um, RFK Jr. says he flew on Jeffrey Epstein's jet twice, went fossil hunting with him in South Dakota, and his wife had a relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, that's his uh, first wife, because his, uh, or his ex-wife, his ex-wife, not his first wife, his ex-wife was friendly with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. I think it's his first wife, because his first wife committed suicide, is that right? 
uh, RFK Jr. Anyway, he gave an interview to a podcast and he said this was uh, last night and he said he had flown twice on Epstein's private jet and that his ex-wife was indeed friendly with Ghislaine Maxwell. As the Daily Mail story reads as follows, Kennedy, a prominent anti-vaxxer, which isn't true, I don't think he's an anti-vaxxer, uh, first announced a White House run in April, saying then that he planned to challenge Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination. In September, he announced plans to run as an independent instead. So he spoke to Jesse Waters on Tuesday. He admitted his allegedly brief connections to Epstein, a pedophile with extraordinary power and influence that has connected him to politicians in both parties, including former presidents Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. So Waters was discussing testimony um, from FBI Director Christopher Wray, uh, who took questions this week about Epstein and segued into asking Kennedy if he'd ever been on Epstein's jet. I was, two times, says Kennedy, adding that his ex-wife, the late Mary Richardson Kennedy, that's right, she did die by suicide, that Richardson Kennedy had some kind of relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell. I was on the jet in 1993 and I went to Florida on it with my wife and two children to visit my mom. Wow, that's interesting. He also claimed with little explanation that at one point he'd gone fossil hunting in South Dakota with the notorious pedophile. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? Right? I would say so. Um, but in the independent media, uh, RFK Jr. has a lot of uh, support, doesn't he? He's much beloved by content creators because I suppose he says the things they want to hear. But, uh, yeah, what's he doing panning around with Jeffrey Epstein? Epstein is an interesting character, of course. Epstein is alleged to have committed suicide while awaiting trial in New York. Uh, but that's a joke, isn't it? The idea that Epstein committed suicide. It's preposterous, really, that he could have committed suicide. But anyway, what do I know? So that's really most of what is interesting in the newspapers today. I'll have a very quick look at the BBC News website. As I do this, right now the time is 7.28am, I tell you that, because it's a 24-hour news cycle. Well, it's a fast-moving thing, isn't it? Um, councils warn of growing financial crisis. This is interesting. Councils going bankrupt. Uh, this has become a you know, bit, bit of a trend of late in the UK. More councils in England are at risk of going bust after the government set out its tax and spending plans last month. Local government leaders, local authorities, say a lack of funding has left many of them facing effective bankruptcy. This is very interesting. Watch this one closely. Watch for the solutions. The solutions, you know. They give you the problems, but you've got to wait for the solutions. The solutions are always where... You, you, you know, where the agenda lies, where they're taking us next. Um, Israeli settler violence brings destruction and fear to the West Bank. Uh, the BBC reporting as well. And the BBC as well, not just Sky, you know, tending towards being a bit more honest in its coverage of what's going on in Gaza. Um, the BBC is reporting a shooting in uh, London today in East London, or a shooting overnight. A lot to talk about uh, James Cleverly and Rwanda. And that's really it, really. Royal couples pose for show of unity picture. We talked about that earlier on. Um, that's pretty much it for the papers this Wednesday, the 6th of December, 2023. Now, the Richie Allen Show is live at 4 o'clock UK time to... Listen to it today. Listen to it every day. 
Thanks for listening to the Papers podcast. Until the next one, it is bye from the BBG. Bye now. Bye.